Doug South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. We're mass communicating. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. This is the End of the Line Podcast, powered by DougSouth.com. I give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. And now, here your host, Rocky LaFleur. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the butt. Josh Webb. Sorry I had a fight in the middle of your butt. I'm part of And Jake LaTondres. I am bad news. Also starring Rob Crew. I bet this guy's into the woods a hundred bucks. And Bradley Ramsey. Bill Martin inside. Showtime. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Showtime, everybody. Showtime. Welcome to the End of the Live podcast. I'm Rocky LaFleur in the Dugstown Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. It's good to be back on a Monday. Some days with Rob. About Thursday in your world, isn't it? Yeah. It damn sure isn't Monday. You know, some of this has been my fault of why we hadn't had Mondays with Rob. No, 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 I mean, no, it's no, been no. the heat. No, 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 no. All of this is your fault. Don't, don't put me into this. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Don't, don't get, don't, don't get me all involved in this. This is all your fault. Well, I called you last week and you said it was okay because you'd been so busy. Oh, I thought that was a private discussion. Well, look, before we jump into a wide array of topics, I got to know, you and Estes make up. Man, I've been trying to make up with Estes now for about a week, I think. He's a tough cookie, man. He, he's hard-headed. He's like a mule. He finally, I think he, I, I told him I loved him, and he didn't respond. We all know how that feels when you tell somebody you love them and they don't say nothing. And then he said I was. I can't say it on air, but then he called me some rude names and said something about Ole Miss and all this and that. I think he might have got it out of his system. But he still hasn't invited me to Thanksgiving dinner or lunch, so I'm kind of upset about that. But he did tell me that he was shining up his A-Rat, that I had him mad enough to shine up his A-Rats. And I said, well, what are you going to do with that? He said, shove them up your ass. Now, I may not be. I'm like Forrest Gump a little bit, but. I wouldn't shine my shoes up to stick them in somebody's butt- butthole because then you got to shine them again. <laughs> so I don't know. He, he's very upset with me right now. But I think he's coming around. Je- Jesse's in a better place since he's back. And, um, you know, I, I think things are coming around. Man, Jesse had gone like, kind of – Jesse was really, really upset when he left. Jesse was upset like – I've never seen anybody that upset. I mean, he he really took it hard. He 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 kind of blamed me for it, but I mean, I'm not taking all the blame for this one. I'm not I'm not doing it. I mean, when you when you leave a group message, you know, I mean, that's you've had that's it. That you've you can't take any more. But we got him back now. I feel good. I think he's going to be around. I'm going to try to be sweet, not make him upset. See how that goes. Um, but he's back, and I'm very, I'm very happy he's back. Now, whether he, he, whether he, 
he never did really like me anyway. So, I mean, it can't be that much worse, right? Well, the the one that I think that we're going to have to have an intervention with is is Josh Criswell. I'm worried well, about Josh, man. Josh is busy with them dead animals. That so, and dead animals, and then he bought the business. Uh, the yeah. the new business venture that he's going out on, besides the tax dermy man, I mean, he just I'm worried about Griswold. Uh, he'll be strong, friend. He'll be all right. I got a uh, John Robinson sent me some of uh, that salsa they make the other day that he makes. And uh, I've eaten half a jar of it so far. I've had it for, I got it, what's today, Monday, Wednesday, whatever day it is. Had it a couple of days, already ate half a jar. I could so drink Iris it out of the, yeah, pretty I good. could drink it out of the, out of the jar. Oh my God, is it good? Woo! Dang. Man, I told him, he said he's making some more. I said, send me some. He said, oh, I will, but I got to get these out first. I thought, man, I'm going to be out. Got to have it. Well, anyway, yep. that's what I've been doing. Went to the river Saturday, got stranded. Wish I knew somebody that had a boat shop. So, I always thought right, that so, it's all, right. it, it never fails. So, so let me let me uh, let me say this. So Friday night, on the way to Oklahoma, and call Patrick. Say, Patrick, man, I'm passing through there. You want to grab something to eat? Heck yeah. He said, I said, one of the worst questions you can ask somebody, where do you want to eat? Yeah. And they name the absolute last place you would. And, and not in just the, not the sense of the the restaurant itself, the type of food. All right. So I'm going to Oklahoma and of course I'm going to stop and see Patrick. Patrick invites me and the family out to dinner. And he, I said, what do you, what, you know, what do you want to go eat? And the first thing he sends back to us is a Mexican restaurant. And I said, no, man, my, my stomach has been killing me. There's no way that I can eat Mexican tonight. I mean, I've been sick all last week. So my question to you is this, Rob. So when he said that, I, I was like, Roy, and text him back and say, say, is it anywhere else we can go? So my question is, is it okay, Rob, to tell somebody no that's asking you out to dinner and they're giving you the suggestion of where to go to? Well, no, you – yeah, I mean, Roy said no, you can't tell them no. Oh, yeah, you can. Absolutely. You have to. Why go – it's like, why, why go suffer? It's like when you don't want to go to a party or social event and people are just there cause, and they're miserable. Like, why stay? Just leave. You could definitely say no, 100%. And you're better off saying no because then you don't get there and complain about it the whole time and make everybody miserable. Just coming over, getting over being a little sick and Patrick wants to go eat, guess what? Mexican. Probably, yeah. I was going to say Indian some curry or something, but it's almost like your friends do that on purpose. Like, you're going to, you know, can we not just go to like, I mean, just throw out something, just a chain, like Olive Garden or Chili's or just throw something out. Then y'all can fight over it. But don't, don't tell me we're going to eat Mexican, you know, when I got a three hour drive after that. I mean, 
I mean, I, see, I, 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 I agree with you. I, I think that you should choose something. I think you should choose a general food that you can order multiple things off the menu. Right. Hamburgers, steak. Yeah, right. right. It's like going on a date with a chick that you don't know real well. And you, you're like, well, how about we go to this restaurant? And she doesn't tell you that she's a vegan until you get there. And all they have on the menu is steak. And you're like, well, she's like, I guess I'll just drink a Cosmo or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to have options. You can't take somebody, you know, what are you going to get? If you got, have you ever tried the chicken nuggets in a Mexican place? I've seen them. They're I've tried them. But nobody, nobody wants to order chicken nuggets at the Mexican place. And then you give in and go, and then two hours later, you know, you know the rest of the story. We don't have to get into that. The Eagles are screaming at that point. The chicken nuggets at a Mexican restaurant are worse than Burger King's chicken nuggets. Oh, it's not even close. They're t- they're they're the worst. One of my one of my boys got ordered it one time, and after I, he 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 basically is a chicken nugget. So when he quit ordering them and said screw it, I'm going getting the Taco Supreme, I knew they were bad. They look like they look when they come they come out they kind of look like that licorice jelly belly. Like they kind of look like that, but just with a little with a little batter, you know. Uh, I mean, because how do they? They have to just throw them in the microwave, right? Like they're not actually. I mean, they just get them out of the the bag and just put them in the microwave and just you know they, you get them on the plate and they're flimsy like a well, I don't want to say that's kind of gross, but pretty pretty foul. Oh, yeah, like when whenever like the a, breading sticks to the packaging, you you know they're not any good. Right? No, it, it's. So anyway, so yeah, so then you go and you can't get the nuggets, so you get steak tacos or burrito or whatever, and then you pay for it the rest of the night. Thanks, Patrick. Patrick was probably drinking freaking slushy margaritas and craft beer. Oh, Patrick had been at an auction uh, earlier in the afternoon, and he had been drinking beer at this auction, and he didn't care what he ate. No, of course that. not. Of course not. But you could have at least. Okay, I will give him this though. At least he picked. He could have been like when you're, you know, you and your wife are like, let's go get something to eat, and four hours later you finally pick a spot. I'm like, there's 700 places to eat here. Just pick one. I don't care. I'll go anywhere. Just pick something. <laughs> I mean, I mean, from it's so easy from Pat. From Patrick's so house, he rode he he rode his Ranger to the restaurant. Of course, that's, he did. That's that's a weird flex, Patrick. That's a very weird flex. So so yeah, there's seven thousand restaurants in Tulsa, and y'all are gonna go to one Mexican restaurant that he can ride his freaking Ranger to. Way to go, Patrick. Was, way to be a way to be a team player, bud. So I, uh, I can't. I really am not. I'm not complaining about it. Just then, it just woo. The so many options. I mean, well, I can't say anything bad because man, Patrick is that guy that he still has a tradition, which you don't find a lot of. If somebody invites you to dinner, like Patrick did, Patrick, even with inviting us to dinner, and it's only one of him. 
He paid for everybody's. That's how good of a dude Patrick is. It's another flex. It's two weird flexes. I think it's, very, it's southern hospitality, man. That's missing in this it world. Is. It is. Yeah. People don't do that anymore. He probably held the door for you, too, didn't he? Tulsa, I'm gonna tell you something. In that part of Tulsa, it's a, uh, it's an Oxford type of community. In that little section of Tulsa, it's uh, there's a lot of money there. Hey, speaking of, why didn't you compare it to Star Wars? Ooh. Oh, my bad. I know why. <laughs> Got him. All right, so we've been missing. We we. We've been missing for a month. So, yeah. what in the heck has been going on in Rob Groom's life in a month? Wow. Well, let's see. A month. About 476 beers. Uh, let's see. I told you about breaking down on my boat, which is very frustrating when you own a boat shop. Uh, oh, yeah. Henry. I hadn't really got the fish lately. That's kind of frustrating. I don't know. I mean, it's been kind of kind of laid back. Not, I mean, not a, not just a whole lot going on. I guess it's been kind of. I haven't got too tore up over anything really in the last that I can think of. So, is it far enough away from it now that you can tell the story of your truck being stolen? <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, okay, yeah. I just didn't. Um, I, I didn't know if that. I didn't know if that was something you could talk about on the podcast or not because this is freaking nuts. The person that stole it's probably going to listen anyway, so I might as well tell it. So, all right. So, I get up real early one morning because I was going to go to Crothersville to Grizzly Jig and get some crankbaits. So I got up at like five and got ready. Because it's only like an hour from the house, and I was going to be back at work, you know, about 7, 7.30, whatever. So I get up, I get dressed, I walk outside, and I do like a triple take. Like, it was weird. Like, I, I was like looking around like, which one of my friends, I was like, church do this, or Mike, or somebody came and screwed with me and moved my truck. So anyway, so I just walked in the backyard, just stood there with my hands on my hips, like, throwing my hands up in there, like, really? So I walk back inside, and I'm like, somebody stole my freaking truck. There wasn't any glass. There wasn't any, like, nothing. Like, it was just gone. Like, somebody, it was like somebody had the key. It just came and... You hadn't had, I thought you I, hadn't had this truck long, right? I mean, this is an F-250. No, you, you've been driving a Chevy for a while, and you just got yeah, this F-250. It still had a temporary tag. I hadn't even got a license plate for it. So anyway, so, so I thought... Well, this is great. You know, I had two pistols in there, three pair of coasters, like four coolers, all kinds of stuff, like whatever. So they got, of course, they got the pistols and the glasses. But anyway, so so the truck's been gone like four or five days, all right? My insurance adjuster's like, yeah, well, we recovered like 90% of vehicles, so I'm sure yours will be recovered. And I'm like, yeah, that'll be great. I'll get it back after these people went on the Baja 500 with it, you know, install all my shit out of it. So, anyway, so, like, four days go by, and you only got to make it two weeks to get it to, for them to total it, okay? 
and I had I had all that new car replacement and all this fancy insurance, and they were like promising me they're gonna take care of me and all this stuff. They got me a really fancy Dodge rental car, but anyway, so the lady calls me and she's like, "Well, you recovered the vehicle, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Well, that's good." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's good, but I don't have a key. I don't have the screens messed up. The bumper's all out of whack. Like, what do you want me to do with this thing?" And she, I was like. Theft and recovery. My, my truck. My truck. So was this part? Of, whoa, 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 whoa. So the middle part of this story is it's still off limits because. No, I mean you know, I'm, I'm. I'm just telling you that I took a screw in like you haven't even heard about lately. Like you, you don't even hear about this kind of stuff. Like only me would get screwed this bad. So. I made a Facebook post when it got stolen, and it had like 277 shares, okay? So everybody in the southeast knew that my truck was stolen. So I told I told everybody, I, told the, I called the dealership, and I called Chirpy. I said, look, the day I get this truck back, I'm trading it in, and this is what I want. I told both of them. I said, this is exactly what I want. I told them the model, everything. I said, find one. When I get it back, we're trading. Well. They finally give me the truck back after they had it for like two and a half weeks. Like they weren't, it was just sitting there and Safeco wouldn't, oh, oh, hold on. You're sitting at a restaurant with your mom. The police call you and said, hey, we found your truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sitting at a restaurant. It was Liz's birthday. We're sitting there. They call me and they're like, you got to come get your truck. And I'm like, dude, I'm at a birthday party at a restaurant. Like I can't just leave and come get my truck in the woods. And they're like, well, we can't get a record to it because it's so far back there. And I said, well, I don't know what to tell you, but I can't get over there for like an hour and a half. They said, no, you got to come now. I'm like, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I've had about You've had four three or four beers. I've had three or four beers. And if I come over there to get it, I don't want any trouble. And I'm just going to be honest with <laughs> you. He said, no, I'm not worried about that, man. You're cool. I'll follow you home. I was like, and this is all, I was like, are you serious? Like, I was like, all right, dude, but I'm telling you right now that I've had beers to drink. And he was like, well, that's fine. Just come get it. So we loaded up, driving me over there, and my truck is in the middle of the woods, like 400 yards deep. Like, it's in the woods. I don't even know how that – well, I mean, I do know, but they, 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 they had fun. I'll put it that way. But anyway, so I get, I get the truck. And the cop was like, we got to wait till J.A. gets here to unlock the fence. And I was like, the hell you say? I got to get back to the birthday party. So there was one little spot where I could drive through this old lady's yard and get back around and get back on the road. So naturally, Greasem, I drove through the lady's yard and drove back to the restaurant. So I'm like, this is great. So the cop told me, first of all, the policeman knew I was drinking, knew I was going back to the restaurant. What could go wrong? So anyway, so I park my truck, ride back to the restaurant, get the truck towed the next morning to the shop, okay? All this is going on. So anyway, so they, we, they you know, found the truck, got the truck back. Everybody's happy except for I don't have any of my guns. I don't have glasses. They stole coolers. Like, like hell, you could see where they were drinking my beer down the trail they took to get in there. They could have at least thrown the cans away. So anyway, so what happened was is that I got it back. However, a key, the key was missing, okay? 
so I was like, I'm not keeping this truck at my house with a key missing when I have my garage door opener. I have everything in here, you know, like I'm, I'm just not doing it. So I got it back on like a Wednesday, I think, and drove straight to the Ford dealership. And uh, everybody in there was walking up to me. They're like, so you got your truck back, man? We heard it was stolen. And I was like, great. They're fixing to give me like 14 grand for this thing. But they took care of me. And uh, and I got me another one now. So I'm just waiting for it to get stolen, I guess, at this point. I mean, there was no, I, I drove a Jeep. I drove a Chevrolet for 30 years. And nobody would even break into it. I have a, I mean, uh, I have a Ford for two weeks, and somebody's already stolen. So, the first, let's let's go back just a minute because if I would have well, walked outside, well, that's the first thing that would have crossed my mind. Church, uh, you know, some of the somebody has taken this truck and hit it as a practical joke. It had to be. I mean, how long did how long did that go on. Did you text them? Hey, did, you, did y'all hide? Where's my truck? Aha. Uh-huh. I mean, how long did that yeah, go Yeah, I on? mean, it went, I thought about it for quite, at least 10 minutes, but then I realized that it was gone. Like, it, it wasn't coming back. So, let me tell you this. So, so that's a pretty good story, but I think I got, I may have that topped. Okay, so, I, like I said, I went to the dealership, traded and got another one. All right. What did you hold on? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Because you said it was specific, a specific vehicle that you were looking for. So what was what you know, knowing what you wanted, what was it that you wanted? I, I'm looking for a new truck. So it was just another F250, but there was a couple of options my first one didn't have that I wanted. So I told them exactly what I wanted. Um, you know, because I'm pulling boats at least three or four days a week. So the G, the Chevy wasn't cutting it. I mean, it just wasn't working. So and I've always I've had. GM since I could drive, so this is pretty different. But the inside of this thing is awesome. I could put a twin bed in the back seat, and just sleep out there when I get in trouble. So anyway, so all right, so so I, so I buy this truck on a Wednesday, okay? I have an appointment. I, I I don't like telling everybody this, but I had to go see Scott Felix at Spring Creek and get fitted for some new irons, okay? It's a very important appointment. So I get on the interstate here in Jackson, and I haven't gone two miles, Rocky, two miles, and a rock hits my windshield, and I'm like, oh, great, I got a rock chip, I have to get that filled, and the second I said that, the entire windshield cracks, I've had the truck for for 16 hours, so I'm like, this is like, this is crap, like, I'm getting trolled here by some black cloud somewhere, what did I do to deserve this, so, oh, it gets better. All right, so that's on Thursday, all right? So me and Charles are fishing a, a, a crappie tournament at Moon Lake on Saturday. So I decided Friday night, I was like, well, I don't want to drive that far in the morning. I'll just go to Tunica tonight and just get a good night's rest and meet Charles about 6. Well, everybody knows where this is going. So I, I sit down at the table and start playing. Time kind of goes by fast. I look down, it's like 4.30. I'm like, oh, no. So I cash in, and I run upstairs and go to sleep. And the next thing I know, I look down, and my phone is ringing, and it's Charles. And I'm like, uh-oh. And I can see light coming through the window. And I was like, well, I know it's at least 5.30 or 6 because there's light coming in. But it was bright, so I was like, it may be about 7. So anyway, I answered, and Charles was like, get up. I'm like, I'm like, I'm up. He's like, no, you're not. I can tell you're asleep. <laughs> so I jumped up, drove 95 down 61. 
the 49 and went over there to Moon Lake. We fished. Charles caught Charles caught a huge crappie, like right off. We haven't been there 10 minutes. He catches a, a, like a 15 and a half incher. I'm like, well, we're going to win big fish. He caught one other fish. I didn't even have a bite. The tournament was from six to two. I was so wore out and so dehydrated. At like 12 o'clock, I put my umbrella up and just laid under it. I wasn't even fishing. I said, Charles, I'm sorry, dude. I can't do it. And this may be the last time I ever get invited to do anything, but I can't. I physically cannot throw that rod anymore. I cannot do it. I'm, I'm all, It's over. I'm done. Cash. So, so anyway, so so okay. So the way ends at two, right? So we're trying to catch a fish on the way in. We're like, man, if we catch one more, we might get close or whatever. So anyway, there's all these ski boats and pontoons and all these fishing boats. Everybody's trying to load, you know. And Charles backs the truck up, and I, I'm before I say this, I'm not placing any blame on anybody, okay? But I get crooked on the trailer, so I had to back off. And when I did, I told Charles, I said, "Come on back." Well, a wave hit me just right. I've loaded. I bet I've loaded a boat twenty thousand times in my life. I, I, I mean, it maybe more. He backs up perfect, right where the fender's supposed to be. I pull up on there get off on the side a little bit, and I knew I had to back up and come back in. Well, I backed up, and about and I started coming forward. And back that, about that time, I said, Charles, come back about this far. I gave him, you know, on, on back. And I don't know what happened, but it was the perfect damn storm. He backed up. A wave hit me. I was in gear. I go over the tongue of the trailer into my tailgate. The freaking truck. <laughs> bought the truck on Wednesday. On Saturday, I have a $2,000 claim. And that was just for the boat. I broke the trolling motor. I broke my transducer. I, I mean, it it, it it was it was like a ten thousand dollar day, and we won a hundred dollars on big fish. <laughs> you can't make this up. I've still got the den. I'll put a picture in the thread. It's, it's still there. <laughs> oh God! I, I I called the dip guy. I was like, "Can you pull this out?" He's like, "No." So I called the body shop. I was like, "Well, order me a tailgate." I gotta have a whole new tailgate. So that was, I'm telling you, this is not even a week that that happened. And you, and, and and when you throw the stolen truck into that, that's a lot of bad luck. I don't know. I don't know what I did. Maybe maybe this is punishment for me not, you know, throwing money in the plate the other day. I don't know. That's what but I was so, gonna say. When was the last time you said it's the front left and, and the plate? started out with you how much you put in there and i i'll be honest with you i just passed it real fast <laughs> so yeah so I, I mean i don't know like i'm hoping i'm hoping my luck kind of like calms down like all this stuff happens to me all the time but if it would just i need like a little break you know i'm not asking for stuff not to break i just need like a, i just need like a few days of, of things not to go bad you know like, oh, I forgot about this. So I got a I got a Kubota mower. It's, you know, a big diesel Kubota six six foot motor. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Before you before you go into that, so I I it's rare that I get time. I look at the our group thread uh, right when I'm going to sleep at night. So the first thing it pulls up the other night is a video. Of your lawnmower, <laughs> you doing the, the 
the the song the song that they play for a fallen soldier when you go to the funeral. Ow. <laughs> Ow. Whistling. Yeah. So, so all right. Uh, my mower's been kind of. I mean, I'm not saying I don't take care of it, but I should probably get it serviced a little more than I do. I'm going to leave it at that. But anyway. So my mo my battery was dead on my mower, and I was like, whatever, I'll get a battery. I mean, I got 90 batteries at the shop. I'll just get a battery and whatever. So I forgot to take the battery home, and Liz was wanting me to mow the yard because the boys had kids coming over, blah, 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 blah. It looks like a jungle, whatever. So I go home. I'm like, whatever, I'll just jump it off. Well, jumped it off, mowed the front yard. It looks like I was bailing hay. Like, I was pushing so much grass. That literally, I was pushing piles of grass over to the side yard where where the air conditioner is, and it's kind of you know it doesn't, grass don't grow real good there. I was just I was just pushing piles over there, so I was like, yeah, I'm doing good. This thing, I'm gonna get yard of the month. So anyway, so then I get done with that, and I was gonna go mow the back when my truck was in, anyway. It was kind of a tight squeeze there between the front between my house and the truck. Well, I was like, well, I'll just mow this little strip of grass right here by the truck. And so I turned the throttle down because I didn't want to throw crap all in my face, you know, just right up against the wall. So I turned it, <laughs> turned the throttle down, <laughs> and I'm kind of mowing right up against the wall. And, I mean, I hit the wall. I hit my brick with the whatever you want, the grass flap, whatever people want to call that. I don't know what the hell it is. But I hit the house, and when I did, like that motor, it's got a cutoff on it. And if you set, you know, if you sit up, it'll cut off. But it also, if it gets, if the parking brake gets engaged, and you don't let off the parking brake, it'll just kill it. Well, somehow, when I, in, in this heat of the moment, I set, stepped on the parking brake, so when I pushed the, to go forward, it died. And I was like, God, now I have to get my truck, get the jumper cables, pull back up to the lawnmower battery, which, by the way, is on the house side. So I had to pull my truck right up to the house, which was a whole other insurance claim waiting to happen. I hooked the battery <laughs> up, hooked, hooked it up to the truck, it won't, it won't crank. And I'm like, dude, I, I just mowed the yard. Like, I just had it running. So I'm like, all right, I probably don't have the cables on there right or, you know, whatever. So I'm checking everything and, and all this, and it won't crank. It's the, it sounds like the compression on it's like 13. So anyway, so I'm like, great, that's it. So I was like, well, maybe it's, maybe it's the battery. Man, it's probably the battery. So I go and go to the shop and get a battery, and I got like a 31 series battery. I mean, it'll crank like a freaking 8,400 John Deere. So I take it over there, I hook it up, same thing. So I threw the battery in the back of my truck, threw down my crescent wrench, said some very, very bad things. The neighbor lady heard it. And uh, then I played time, oh. sang, sang a little song. I, call, I called the Kubota dealership. I said, hey, this is Rob. I need to get, they said, we already got you on schedule to pick your tractor out. I said, no, this is the other one. <laughs>
uh, broke the serpentine belt in my motor yesterday on the river. Had to get towed in. Uh, we already talked about the truck getting stolen. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's that's close to all of it that I can think of right now. Man, what, uh, I, I knew that the truck story in itself, I don't know how you forgot about it, but I knew that it was going to, going to take up a lot of the this podcast on coming back to Mondays with Rob, because it, it's, there's a lot, there's a few details that you left out, and understandable, I understand why. You, you can't say those over the air, but anyway, you need to make sure you put that uh, green cash into the plate when it comes by you next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm gonna put, I'm gonna load that thing up next week. Man, I'm gonna say fill her up. So how's it? Speaking of the neighbor, how's the neighbor? Man. They don't like my truck. And, and I thought I had them tricked because I thought surely when I got a new truck, they wouldn't realize who it was. But that didn't take but about one day. Um, when I go by their house, they literally will be standing like facing the other way and literally do a 180 and stare at me with that stupid gold retriever. And she walks it on the other side of the road and she'll let it take a dump in my neighbor across the street's yard, but she won't let it dump in my yard. Like, I, I'm good with a little fertilizer. I know dogs got a crap. You can let a crap in my yard. You don't have to be a snob. And But, they, you know, most of the times when they don't, when they think I'm home, they go the other way around. They won't even come down by me. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't, one of us is going to have to move. It'll never get better. It's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's never going to get better. The only thing I think I could do to really piss them off at this point to make up for some of the stuff they've done to me is just back in their yard and just do a 360 and just let her eat. <laughs> I mean, I know that's pushing it too far, but I mean, hell, that. I mean, they're 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 just like what's uh, what's their names on Christmas Vacation? They're just like them. They hate me. It's the same thing. Like if you watch that movie. And watch how bad she hates Clark Griswold. Then that's me. I'm Clark Griswold is, of Jackson. What what is, what what are their names? Is it is it Jim Mar- Mar- or Tim is the guy? I don't. Uh, I think it's Margot is the is Elaine because he yep. he goes shut up Margot, but I can't remember what uh what his name is. It's something. It's a good one. Say it's like Jim or Tim, but anyway. So if y'all started school back, last thing, y'all kids, started school. Kids, kids started Thursday. I don't know if y'all saw it, but I put a picture of my son Jake, who's going in the ninth grade. Put it up. Beautiful. Had a lot of likes. He looks. He he he's the kid. The kid looks good. I'm proud of him. He's doing really well. He does have a little troublemaker in his third. I mean, his third period, and trying to get him through that, but. Uh, football season going to be good. They got the Jamboree coming up next week. I heard he's going to be playing tight end and, and DN, so I'm excited about that. Uh, his, his mama really wants him to shave, but I just told her, I said, you know, they got He's got to be. He's got to express himself. So yeah, he does. I'm look proud like of a 2017 version of you. He does. He, he's basically he, he's basically the, one of the most beautiful people to ever live. I think he's so unique looking. I've always said this since I became friends with him. 
he he's one of the most unique looking people. I think he's I think he's due for stardom. Yeah, he's just one of those guys that he breaks into stardom because of just being so unique. He's already a four star on rivals, and scouts got him as a three. So I mean, at any moment he may. I mean, this might get serious. I don't know. I'm proud of him, though. He's he's doing a good job. He, I told you, I said, as long as you keep Mama happy, everything will be all right. That way I don't have to hear it from her. And then my younger right. kids, they started started back Thursday. I didn't see oh, the yeah, picture of your, of your twins. I know. I don't know what happened. I need to get on Liz about that. I don't, maybe she's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I mean, so I posted a picture of my kids. I try to put the yeah, most important moments. I don't post a lot. But I put important moments on my Facebook of my kids. So somebody came on to my post and said, man, can you believe what's going on these days? Maybe a good topic for Mondays with Rob. Can you believe that people are spending anywhere from three to $800 just on back to school boards to write on them what their kids, who their kids are, what grade, what teacher, and what they're going to be when they grow up. And I was like, oh, whoa, what? And they're getting professional photographers to come shoot it. I mean, we we really need some people need to stop and appreciate, you know, uh, what what we have here. There's a lot of there's a lot of. I was talking to some, we were, me and Michael were talking about this that this morning about how. They nickel and dime you to death up there at the schools, you know. And, uh, you know, school's not free. I don't care if you go to public school, private school. It doesn't matter. You still, it, it still costs money. People say what they want. What do these teachers do with this $50 million worth of school supplies that we bring in there every year? Like, does every kid really need that? I mean, what are they doing? Like, they already have iPads. What, 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 what are how many crayons do you need? Like, what are they doing with this stuff? Are they selling it on eBay? Is there a black market for this crap? Like, you know, they, they send us a they send us a list. You know, like my school does it. My kids' school does this. Thank God. But they'll send you a thing like you know, first of July, and be like, it's that time again. School supplies. And they'll be like, do you want uh, do you want to pay the? I think it's like three hundred bucks for us to get all your stuff for you. And I'm like, dude, I would pay 900 not to have to go to Walmart and fight all these people over a pink binder and a freaking highlighter. So, yeah, I'm like, here, get them, whatever. So, so when I go in, like, it's so funny. Like, I had to go last Wednesday to walk the kids and see their teacher and where they're going to sit and all that, you know. So I go in, and I'm just laughing because I'm strolling through there, like, skipping through the halls, and there's people with, like, nine bags. They're, like, dragging garbage bags down the hall full of crap. I'm like... Man, you're doing all this. All you had to do was give the school 300 bucks. The school supplies that you bought cost 400, and you got to drag them through the school. And half the time, you don't know where the classroom is, so you just see people wandering around with huge bags and totes and all kinds of crap. Looks like they're moving into a new house. And I'm like, why? And we screwed up. I'll admit, the very first year my kids went there, we didn't do it because we missed the deadline. And I was that person. Not again. I don't care. I'm not doing it. I mean, luckily, Liz went and got all that crap that year we forgot, but I can't do it. I, I could not I, – I physically and mentally am not strong enough to go to Walmart and fight with those people. I can't do it. And you can try to order it online on Amazon, but just, they're going to screw something up. 
I think that's where we got most of it, but it had to be a yellow binder, and I got peach. I mean, <laughs> give me a freaking break. Like, 500 boxes of freaking crayons and 15 things of baby wipes? What are y'all doing? They have enough baby wipes. They should be sending. They're got to be selling that stuff or taking it home or something. There's no way you could use all that stuff. The whole classroom's full of stuff. I mean, so five or my pet, six my pet peeve with them. Let me tell you my pet peeve with them. Mine is so I pick my kids up every afternoon because we go to the farm to feed and take care of animals. So my pet peeve with the school is how many papers they send home. It is no telling. They they cut a half of the Amazon down each year to supply the American public school system with the paper, enough wood to make paper to send home with all the kids. That crap ends yep. up in my truck piled up. Jeez, at the papers. We have email now. Just send an email. I don't need 97 papers. No, no, and, and, and okay, I know you got you got a whole bushel of kids over there, like half a little league team, but you know, my twins, like they're in separate classes. Okay. Cause if they're not, they'll just beat each other up all day. And then I get 10 in the school calls me and I'm like, don't you people realize I work for a living? How do you think I pay for that place? I'm like, call her mama or just take him out back and spank him. I mean, don't call me at work. I'm busy. So anyway, so we got them split up. So they get different homework every night. And Liz knows I can't do homework. I barely graduated school. I mean, I'm, 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 I, the only honor roll I was on was a foreign language. That's because the teacher couldn't understand what I was saying, so he just gave me A's and everything. But, I mean, I can't do homework. I didn't do it when I was school, so why would I do theirs during the freaking second grade? They had homework in kindergarten and first grade. Who does that? Like, what? what? So, anyway, so... They come home every day, and Liz has to make them do homework and sit there and do it with them. And I can't do it. Like, I cannot do it. So I don't know what's going to happen when they get, you know, I don't know what kind of homework they're they, They're already smarter than I am. They're doing stuff I don't even understand what they're talking about. So, I mean, I, what am I going to do? I, I guess nothing. I'm not the homework. I get way too frustrated. When it comes to helping yeah. with homework, I can do a lot of things and help teach my kids a lot of things, but homework's not one of them. No, 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 no. I'm I'm still blown away that somebody would hire a professional photographer and spend three to eight hundred dollars on a board to write on once a year. That's that's what blows me at, away. That, that's at this at this point, nothing even surprises me about that crap. I mean, at this point, we, like. We wonder I mean, where. I the, guess. I don't know why we even wonder where the Instagram photo competition comes from in the hunting world. Man, it all started back when they started taking pictures to post on social media for first day of school. Well, it's a competition. Well, if I. Well, it just depends. I mean, if you got, you know, if you got a double name Facebook account, you're already got a strike. Right oh. man. But, you know, if it's the whole first day of school thing with the $5,000 chalkboard, are they going to use that all the way to 12th grade? Like, wouldn't you be embarrassed if you were, like, in the 10th or 11th, 12th grade, your mom's making you hold a sign first day of school? 
Like, hey, <laughs> like, is that gonna happen? Is that are we gonna see this? Like, what? Like, like, like your your mom show up at orientation at Ole Miss when you're a sophomore and like hold this sign in the grove. I'm getting your picture. I'd be like, scream, mom. <laughs> Throwing this thing away. First day of school. You had me though, man. You had me the other day with Jake. But I really, I was, I had to do a double take. That was awesome. <laughs> it was so perfect. I had to take a boat to Russellville and uh, pick another one up. So I, I just went to Cersei and picked him up. And then we rode over there and rode back. And before we got in the truck, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. First day of picture school. And, uh, I mean, first day of school picture. And he, he did it perfect. He nailed the landing. It was perfect. Uh, it would have been better if we would have had. We should have got a piece of cardboard and wrote it on there because we damn sure weren't paying three hundred dollars for a chalk. <laughs> he had the perfect. He had the, he had the perfect first yeah. day of school smile. <laughs> he he nailed it. I'm proud of him. Ninth grade is gonna be a good year for him. I can already see it. Somebody posted on there. Somebody put on there that ninth grade was the was the best four years of their life. <laughs> Oh, I enjoyed it, man. Good to be back. Thanks, everybody. Yep. We'll be back next Monday. Thank you again. I want to thank all of you that listened to this edition of the End of the Line podcast. Power on DuckSouth.com. You got this world.